I'm Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And we are Murd Nerds. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Murder Nerds. If you're new here, we're a true crime podcast that covers cases of the missing, unsolved, and just downright weird. If you're a returning listener, thanks. Love you. Ditto. Over here joining me is my beautiful gal pal, Ashley. Ashley, do you know what this weekend is? Halloween uh, weekend. Okay. Yep. Just gonna, <laughs> I'll just I'll just sit quietly. You get any <laughs> You got any big Halloween plans? You usually do. Um, what I think we're doing, I feel like Stephanie's having a party. Um, and I, b- by the time this airs, I will n- know that. Uh-huh. But right now, it's much earlier in the uh, spoopy season, and I'm not positive. But I believe Stephanie's having a party. Uh, we're all going to that. Um, Taylor and I are doing Sunny and Share. Finally, oh, Jesus, how Christ. many years have we been talking? It's literally about? been like fifteen, sixteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve years. It's been a long time because Taylor is a tall, dark haired goddess and mm-hmm. I'm just a short little man, I guess. <laughs> and we're going to make the perfect Sunny and Cherry. Can't wait to sing karaoke. I've been waiting for this for so me fucking too. long. Well, every time we would like be ready to do it, she would like be pregnant. She would like get oh, pregnant. Oh, that's true. She did get pregnant a lot during yeah. Halloween time. Yeah. So, so no premature spoopiness, but. Let me tell you, this better fucking happen. Or I'm gonna Taylor, scream. I swear to God, if you find out you're fucking pregnant before Halloween, I will kill you. Oh, and that... your unborn child. Oh, you shouldn't just <laughs> wow. like, say that. Just kidding. Like... Oh, just kidding. <laughs> she knows. And so kindly third wheeling, as always. <laughs> our co-host, our producer, our editor, Jeremy J. What is your... Halloween plans this year. Well, I was going to be editing Murderers, but now that I'm a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all tricycles need a third wheel. So, right, and not Did on Halloween. Tricycle. <laughs> you act like it's a bad thing for a tricycle. Um, you know what? I don't know what uh, the plans are. I, like I said, we were supposed to go to. Uh, we were supposed to go to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, we I'm hoping that the boys have a good showing at their poor brother's brewery live. I wish I was there in more. You don't even know how much I wish I was there. So if you are from Texas and you're listening right now, go to Beaumont, Texas, to the poor brother's brewery tomorrow. Saturday. Yep. Saturday, October 29th. 29th yes. 2022. You ain't going to be disappointed. Yeah. It'll girl. be a good time. And you get to see Tame Tejas from the United States Paranormal. Yeah, they're Are they living that? It'll they're living. Live, right? mm-hmm. okay. They're living so, that. Well, they're, they're living it. They're going to record it and release it's it alive. actually on Halloween Day. So oh, okay, it'll get so released on that Monday, the thirty first. So they're doing a Facebook Live, but then they're also no. releasing. Oh, oh, they're not they're doing not a doing Facebook a live. live. No. Oh, I thought it was live also. Not that I'm aware of. Oh well, hmm. I don't know. So yeah. I guess you just have to go. We're just, I'm just happy to be here along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have any plans for Halloween. I never usually do, even though it's like one of my favorite times and I fucking love to dress up and stuff. But during um, our end of summer work meeting, they asked if anyone had any ideas for Halloween costumes for the library. 
and I suggested a strawberry patch so we could be strawberrians. <laughs> I totally insert some crickets. I was right going to say, um, and everybody at work liked it, so I get to be a strawberryian at work on Halloween, and Adorable. I'm really excited. Adorable. That's a very cute, like, dad joke. Thanks. So since Halloween is just right around the corner, I figured I'd cover a Halloween case. But before we jump into the story, here's my weekly question. Oh, Oh, God. I already forgot again. (laughs) She forgets every time. Every time it's so exciting. It's like brand new. 32 pennies. What's your favorite piece of Halloween candy? I like the little tiny Kit Kats. Those are my favorite. Okay. The mini size. Pencil. And I like those all year. I don't give a shit if it's Halloween or not. That's real. I don't like a lot of candy, so. I, of course, absolutely love the Reese's Pieces, or Reese's Pieces, Reese's Peanut Butter Pumpkins. Oh, those are Jody's favorite. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to, I'm going to go out and say, I love candy corn. Ew. I know most people hate it. Oh, it's awful. I actually right. like it. It's, it's like those bad. circus peanuts. I love circus peanuts. Oh, those are so circus bad. peanuts, circus peanuts, circus those peanuts. orange things that are yeah. like weird texture, yeah. like dissolve. Yeah, circus oh. peanuts. Put a little in between Frickin your cheek weird. and gum. Ew. <laughs> like dip. <laughs> do you want to know what mine is? No, not really. Okay, I do. So what is I, it? No, no, no. I, I want to know. What is it? Uh, mine is controversial. Mm. Banana Laffy Taffies. Why is that controversial? There's yeah. a big hubbub in the candy fan world. What, because people don't like those? or what? People think they're disgusting. <laughs> those are my favorite. <laughs> Remember runts? The bananas are my favorite runts. Those are so good. I lo- I choked on one of those when I was a child. Oh, too, there's not a uh, hole in them like my a mom, cap. My mom <laughs> said I wasn't allowed to eat them for a really long time. She would take them out of my candy because I choked on a banana one time. <laughs> not anymore as an adult though right <laughs> oh, every day but um wow good yeah. Roy, you can see me buddy high five <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i uh my current favorite candy in general is um my coworker jen she's my work wife um she introduced me to nerds bites Taffy bites, gummy bites. I don't know. Oh, right fucking oh is it like a nerds rope, but just in like little form? Yes, yeah, those things are better. so good, dude. Nerds ropes are so fucking good. The bites are better because you get more nerd to to licorice <laughs> ratio. Right, right. I've never had the bites. I've had so the THC nerd ropes. <laughs> oh, buddy, <laughs> those are good. So now that we've spent seven minutes introducing ourselves talking about candies <laughs> this week's episode deals with the death of a child i know that's shocking for oh everybody my God, are you God. fucking kidding me so if you need to skip this week did feel you... free we'll see you next time okay <laughs> bye i'm skipping we're see pumping like... the brakes did you just do <laughs> child death in your last episode i did i'm sorry <sighs> you're sorry, fired listeners we're so sorry so this story is so wild to me that because I just can't even believe that it's true. And not only is it true, but it started one of the biggest myths concerning Halloween that is out there. When you were little and you went out trick-or-treating, did you have to pour out all of your candy and sort it out with your parents? I remember this story. Yes, I had to take mine to the um, uh, fire station and we would get an x ray before we were allowed to eat it. 
every single year. Every year we did that. No, when I was growing up, we or didn't have hospital. to worry about that. It wasn't a thing like it is now. Mm-hmm. Even when you guys were kids, it's not a Are thing. Are you sure? It was never for me. Never for us. We didn't. It should have been. You were born in what, 93? Yeah, 93. Or, excuse yep, me, 75. Exactly, I was like, wait, exactly what? what? I was born in 92. <laughs> <laughs> 73. Excuse no, me, 93. 70. You're right. I'm only. <laughs> He's like, I'll take it. I'm only 26 years old. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, when I was little, I had to pour out all of my candy, and my mom and I would sort through it. And when I asked her why we did that, she's like, we have to check the candy in case someone laced it with drugs or poison. Whatever. I just want to keep you that's safe. That's how your mom skated some into her own pocket. Probably, Andrea. <laughs> right, and we're x-raying looking for, like, razor blades or something, I think is what they told yeah. us. I'm like, this, this is, what? Ra- how big is a razor blade? Or, or glass. needles. Or glass. Needles, yeah. needles, yeah. Well, didn't um, they take like razor blades and then cut the corners off of them and yeah, shove them up and shove them in there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, apparently, yeah, allegedly. But I think it was the apples or something. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. But I always, I go ahead, Jeremy. How do you do that to an apple and not notice that it that it's been sliced yeah. open? Yeah. For real, it doesn't. None of it makes sense. And I always thought it was weird. Like I always thought it was weird because why would some random person want a poison candy that I may or may not eat and they wouldn't know whether I was dead or not? Right, right. Because it's random kids. Yes. It just never made much sense to me. But this is the story behind that poisoned candy lure and lure, not lure. Mm -mm. I didn't even catch it. Good catch. This is the story of the man who killed Halloween, a.k.a. The Candyman. Oh, naughty. Do they actually call him that? Yep. Oh. Huh. Yep. Ronald Clark O'Brien was a husband and father of two. He and his family lived in a suburb of Houston, Texas called Deer Park. And Ronald and his wife, Dany, Dany, Diane, I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's D-A-Y-N-E-N-E. Day. Danae? Is it Danae? I think it's. There's another N in there? Mm-hmm. It's Dane N-E. Dane-nay-nay. <laughs> Danae. I'm just going to say Danae. Okay. Danae's good. Danae's good. Um, they were known as model citizens in their community. They were both Baptists. They regularly attended church. I mean, for God's sakes, Ronald was a deacon there. He sang in the choir, and he also helped oversee the patriarch... Pay... Mm. The bus, the bus program for people through the church. Um, so Danae was a housewife while Ronald also worked as an obstetrician. And even though his pastor labeled him as a good Christian man and an above average father, Ronald was hiding a lot of dark secrets. Ronald could not keep a job. It was nearly impossible for him over a decade he had been employed at 21 different companies. Why was he going through so many? Well, he just kept continuously getting fired from every single job that he was at, all for the same reasons, negligence and fraud. Really? How do you commit fraud in less than six months at yeah, a job? Honestly. In 1974, he was employed at Texas State Optical, and once again, He was on the verge of being fired. His employer was suspecting him of stealing money this time, and Ronald's salary was $150 a week. Okay? You can make good money as an obstetrician. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. He's yelling at me. Okay. Stop talking. Which, converted to today's money, 
is roughly $900 a week he was making, which is pretty good money in my opinion. That's decent money, yeah. Yeah. Somehow this wasn't cutting it for Ronald, though. His family was living paycheck to paycheck, and Ronald just kept spending. He was defaulting on several loans that he had taken out from the bank. His car was on the verge of being repossessed. The family was about to lose their home to foreclosure, and he was drowning in over $100,000 in debt. So, Wowza. yeah, on Halloween day of 1974, Ronald was absolutely ecstatic to take his kids trick or treating. Both Elizabeth and Timothy were donned in their choice of costumes and the three met up with their family friend, Jim Bates and his two children. Then they took off into the night to claim their dues from each home that they passed. When they got to one house, all six walked up onto the porch. The four children knocked the door while the dads both stood back to let them get their candy. They knocked again. No answer. So being impatient, the kids took off to the next house and Jim hurriedly followed behind them. But Ronald stayed on the porch. As they finished up at the house that they had just went to, running towards them to catch up was Ronald. He had five giant pixie sticks in his hand, waving them around, telling him that the person finally opened the door. These pixie sticks are the kind I remember getting from the baseball field concession stands when I was a kid. Those big, huge ones? Yeah, they were like 18 inches long. They were plastic, and they had a paper label that was stapled to the top. Right. So you could keep the sugary powder from falling out. And you had to constantly cut it down because you'd get too much spit at the top, and you had to keep cutting it off. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, of course, the kids were just tickled to receive a giant, expensive candy. You know how it is. There's always that one side of the neighborhood that passes out full-size candy, full candy bars, mm-hmm. so the whole town goes there. It's just, it, bro. It's really <laughs> exciting. When they got back to Jim Bates' home, Ronald handed each of the four kids in their um, group the giant pixie sticks before... Um, he, Elizabeth, and Timothy took off to the sidewalk, down the sidewalk, back to their house. I assume they were so large that they couldn't put to them in their Halloween sacks, but that's just a guess as to why he still had them on him. A 10-year-old boy named, um, I don't know his name, but Ronald knew from, he knew him from church, and he had walked by the group on the sidewalk, so not to be unfair or waste the candy, he handed the fifth one off to the 10-year-old boy. Then the group said their goodbyes, and the O'Briens went back to their home to indulge in their spoils. When the O'Brien family got home, they went through their collection. But Ronald and Danae told the kids that they could only pick one piece of candy before bed. Because, of course, like my mom used to say, if you eat a bunch of candy on Halloween night, you'll have nothing but nightmares all night long. Well, that's a way to give kid nightmares on a scary night. Did your family not tell you that? Uh, we had no boundaries when I was a kid. I could remember. <laughs> my mom matter. always said, don't eat too much candy. You'll have nightmares. And I think it was just because, oh, my God, like for a ridiculously long time, I believed this until one day I was like, oh, my God, my mom just didn't want me all sugared up before bed. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with nightmares. Mine was don't eat too much candy because I ain't rubbing your belly later. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so Timothy, of course, chose the biggest candy in his pile. The giant pixie stick. And for some reason, he couldn't get the powder to descend down the tube, so Ronald helped him loosen it up so it could fall free. While Timothy was eating it, it tasted odd to him. Not like sweet, yummy candy. It tasted bitter. Ronald handed Timothy a glass of Kool-Aid so that he could rinse the taste out of his mouth and still get a treat for Halloween night. And after he finished the glass, Ronald told him that he needed to get in his bed and go to sleep. 
But less than a minute later, Timothy started screaming. He was crying for Ronald and kept telling him that his stomach hurt. Timothy ran off into the bathroom, and before there was any time to act, Timothy fell over onto the floor and started violently convulsing. Danae called 911 to send an ambulance, all while Ronald walked to the bathroom and held onto his son. Timothy laid in the bathroom, vomiting, convulsing more, and just gasping for air. It's pretty clear something absolutely horrible had happened. By the time the EMTs arrived, Timothy had already gone limp, losing complete consciousness. Less than an hour after eating the candy, Timothy had died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. He was eight years old. Timothy's death sent the entire town into panic. Who else's child could be poisoned? Most of the parents turned their children's candy over to the police to be disposed of in case it was laced with poison. So when the medical examiner began his investigation and autopsy on Timothy's body, he noticed a strong smell of almonds coming from the boy's mouth. This is one of the first signs investigators can find to determine that they have had cyanide poisoning, um, that they have a cyanide poisoning case on their hands. So when the autopsy was completed, the test came back to show that Timothy had been poisoned with cyanide. Of course, the parents were asked what Timothy had consumed that night, and they were able to narrow it down to the pixie stick. It quickly spread like wildfire around town that the pixie stick was the cause. The three of the five remaining pixie sticks had luckily not been eaten, and they were able to gather them for testing. They also tested the tube that Timothy had, but they were still missing that fifth pixie stick. Okay. Oh, yeah, you gave it to the random boy, right? Until they, con- they were contacted by the parents of the 10-year-old boy that Ronald had handed the pixie stick off to. The parents were in hysterics. They knew that their son had also received one of the candies, but they couldn't locate it anywhere in their house. When they had went to check on their son, obviously, because they're panicked, like, watching him like a hawk, he was fast asleep with the pixie stick still in his hand. He had snuck it up into his bedroom to enjoy, but couldn't get the staples off the sealed end of the tube. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Thank God. When tested, the top two inches of each candy inside the tube was actually granules of cyanide. There was enough poison in each tube to kill three to five grown adults. Yeah. It's like they didn't even like shake up, like shake it up. No. Ronald and Jim Bates led officers to each and every house that they had visited on Halloween night, which wasn't many because it had been raining the night of trick or treat. So both men decided that they would only be going down two streets that night. Along the way, police questioned them where they had picked up those large pixie sticks, obviously. And, uh, I mean, that should be a very memorable house because the gravity of the candy that was given. Right. And it was the one no one answered, so they had walked away and he had stayed back. Exactly. But for some reason, Ronald couldn't exactly remember which house it was and just kept giving them the runaround. First it was this house, then it was this house. He just couldn't keep his story straight, and his memory from just the day before was rusty at best. Yeah. But what after about his friend? Jim? Yeah. Yeah, I, there's not really a lot right. said about Jim and what hmm. he did. But after taking the police on a wild goose chase and circling the neighborhood three times... Oh, Jesus. Ronald took police to the house where no one had answered the door and the children decided to pass up. Ronald stated that the light wasn't on, which obviously is the welcome sign that the children Mm -hmm. can come get candy. But uh, when he stayed at that house as everyone left, the door cracked open. When he noticed it, a man's 
quote, this quotes from him, a very hairy arm shoved out the five pixie sticks. The man who lived at this house was named Courtney Melvin. Courtney had told the investigators that he hadn't been home at all that night. He worked until 11 p.m. that night as an air traffic controller. And lucky for him, he had over 200 coworkers that were able to corroborate his alibi. Seriously, why would you just no thought mm-hmm. of planning? Yep. It's so stupid. Of course, police kept up the investigation. And while in the O'Brien's house, they had found several pieces of information that really made things look suspect on Ronald's behalf. Not long after Timothy's death, Ronald had taken several life insurance policies out on his children, on both of them. So um, they both totaled up to roughly $60,000. With the insurance information, they found a piece of adding machine tape that listed out all of his bills and all of his debts. Danae swore that she knew nothing about the life insurance policies Ronald kept taking out on the children. And also in the home, they found a pocket knife that belonged to Ronald. And on the pocket knife was cyanide and powdered candy residue. To add insult to injury, the investigators dug deeper and discovered that Ronald had been in communications with several chemical manufacturers. He had asked just how someone would get their hands on cyanide. (laughs) To take it even further, um, he mentioned that he wanted to know how much cyanide it would take to kill someone. He was literally setting himself up. The smallest amount of cyanide that he could purchase was a five-pound bag, which... Jesus Christ. Yep. It makes sense. If you're using it for what it's made for, which it's used to make paper, metals, plastics, even though they found out they never found out where he purchased it. Um, they also never or even though they found out that he did purchase them, they never found out exactly where he did purchase it. So they know it was found. Fa- they know he purchased it. They just didn't know where from. Exactly. Yeah. How did they find out he purchased it? I don't know. That's just what it said. Oh, <laughs> When approached with this information, Ronald swore that he was just a grieving father and would never hurt any child, especially his own, like this. He begged and pleaded, but after failing a polygraph test, that was the last straw. Ronald was arrested on November 5th, 1974. He was indicted for one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder, which all five he pled not guilty. Because of course he did. Little bitch. Yeah. The trial began on May 5th, 1975. A chemist stood trial against Ronald, stating that Ronald had contacted him asking where that he he could get cyanide from and how much would kill someone. Even his friends and coworkers testified against Ronald, saying that uh, he had began a deep, deep interest in cyanide, bringing it up randomly, asking questions about it, especially how much it would take to kill someone. And he spoke like this for months and months before the murder actually happened. His sister and brother-in-law both testified against him and told the jury that the day of Timothy's funeral, Ronald had made comments about how much life insurance money he was going to receive from his death and that he would be taking, quote, a long vacation with the money. Fucked up. (laughs) When Danae started, took the stand she revealed that timothy did not choose that candy for his treat that night that ronald had forced timothy to eat it even though timothy didn't want it originally still despite the dozens of people against him ronald stood by his innocence after only 46 minutes the jury decided that ronald was guilty on all five charges on june 3rd 1975 
it only took them 71 minutes to decide that he would die by execution after the conviction Danae divorced Ronald as she should yes while in prison Ronald was absolutely hated by every single prisoner in there yeah they don't like kid killers nope so much so that the fellow inmates um, had set up a petition to be able to watch his execution after several attempted appeals and delayed executions, including one date set on October 31st, eight years after the crime, Donald was executed, excuse me, Ronald was executed on March 31st, 1984, shortly after midnight by lethal injection. So Ronald made a long speech, which I don't care to read because he can burn in hell. But during the execution, <laughs> um, agreed, he literally just said that everybody makes mistakes and you guys are making mistakes by killing me that he was innocent yada 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 but during the execution there were over 300 people that sat outside in celebration some even yelled trick-or-treat and threw candy at the (gasps) building oh that's dark yeah so um danae remarried and her husband was able to adopt her daughter elizabeth so, um, yeah, that's the story of why our parents think some creepy boogeyman is out there lacing our candy with poison. So what do you think? The Something I find interesting is, d- so he had spiked all of them. <clears throat> five, yes. And he had, for one, why did he do five? To was, make it. To cover it up. To make it look like it was some random person. Right, okay. And... My thing is, is he had taken insurance policies out on both children, mm-hmm. but he've only forced his son to eat the pixie stick. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, why didn't he force his daughter? Maybe she was, like, too stubborn. She's like, I don't fucking want to eat the pixie stick. Maybe. Like, get out of my face. Or maybe he was going to wait till the next day to do it for her. Like, it would look suspicious. Like, it didn't already. But look more yeah, suspicious. Yeah. And, like, they wouldn't point to the candy right off the bat and take it all away anyway. Right? Right. Yeah. Or maybe, like, um, she was already in bed. So it'd mm-hmm. look weird if he's like, wake up, Elizabeth, come eat this candy. Eat this pixie stick. Or well, maybe he she's wasn't. fucking lucky. Maybe he wasn't planning on killing her. Maybe he doused five of them because he couldn't. He didn't want to take the chance that the son didn't grab the correct one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're trying to make it look That's like, true. oh, hey, I got five of these and everybody goes and grabs one. What happens if this kid grabs the wrong one? Then you're kind of... Yeah, a la Princess Bride. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So maybe he wasn't planning on killing the little girl with the cyanide. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe he was, and he only just got one for two, because if he took out the policy on her, I just don't understand why he wouldn't just... Maybe because it would look suspicious if he only took it out on his son and his son that's Mm -hmm. dead. Like, why was it... Oh, well, yeah, you could be right. You could be right. So did he have a lot of butt sex while he was in jail? Because he deserves it. <laughs> you mean f- rape? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, if he's into that, then does he deserve it? <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> I think um, solitude is the worst punishment for a human being, in my opinion, because I think it'll literally drive you crazy. Yeah. Look what it did to people just during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like people were literally going insane just being confined to their own homes. So I think, in my opinion, and they had let to him be probably, by himself, have no friends, yeah. have no family. That's you get to be alone. Sucks to suck. We're because uh, he would get murdered if he wasn't in solitary, right? I'm sure. I think I don't. I I don't think he was in solitude, like solitary oh. confinement. I think 
everybody hated him. He probably got his ass beat. Um, see, now that's a, see, that's a proper punishment. Yeah. In my, in getting my your mind. ass kicked. Every oh, yeah. day. Every Not day. killing him. Yeah. Just beat him to the end. To the end of and the, having oh, no allies sure. to help you because it doesn't matter who you're in with. You're not going to get in with anybody if you are someone who harms a child, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, molestation, murder, whatever. Yeah. Children and animals are literally the most innocent creatures on this planet. You cannot. But yet you keep still talking about. <laughs> Seriously. Because it just doesn't make sense to me. You're it right. just really doesn't yeah. make sense. So senseless. Well, <laughs> it's been a long it's day. Super, yeah, it's been a long day. So senseless. As I said three weeks ago, everybody, <laughs> it's only going to get crazier from here. Yep. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, there's just a lot of speculation. Uh, you know, I, I can't even imagine what what is wrong with the wiring in your brain to take your own child's life. Truly. Period. It's it is ego and selfishness for sure. He obviously wanted to have things that he couldn't afford, wanted to do things he couldn't afford, and his kids were in his way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just that simple. But I don't know where the wiring. I don't think it's that simple. Where the wiring goes wrong to make it that extreme. There's nothing in this world that would make me sacrifice my children. Yeah. Nothing. Not one thing. I would. I. I Somebody could pay me like a gajillion for a billion dollars. You want to be queen of the world? No. Not at the cost of my children. It's very nice. They drive me crazy, but they're mine. (laughs) Very. It's her crazy. Possessive. (laughs) It's her crazy. (laughs) Um, See, now I remember a story about like a lady putting razor blades in apples one year for Halloween. Now, was that was more towards our time, I think, and which is why we started X-raying. Candy. Or is it a story, or is it a lure? <clears throat> a l- not a lure, a lure, a lure. Yeah, but why would they take a lure that seriously, like the police and shit? Why are why do they say that there's drugs in candy? Because that dude put drugs in the candy. He poisoned his own child, not for the most part. I know, but passing out candy for the most part. But he did give it to another kid. I Mm -hmm. mean, like, it happened. Yeah, but he wasn't like. There's a record of it. Yes, but he wasn't like passing out candy, poison candy to a bunch of kids. Or watch out, there's pot brownies in your candy. Nobody's giving out free drugs. Yeah, damn it. No one is giving. (laughs) (laughs) We need to have 420 Halloween people, (laughs) adult 420 Halloween. (laughs) Nobody's giving ecstasy to your children. Yeah. So um, I'll take it. You called him the Candyman. Yeah, that was his nickname by so is, the media. Is mm-hmm. there uh in there a mythical um uh, Yeah, Candyman where you say cryptid? his name in the mirror or something? Yeah. yeah, that is a thing. Is that not the same is not based around him? I don't know. I didn't look into that. I know we're kinda of crossing over back into Tucson. But I was thinking of uh, wrong turn candy cane. That wasn't wrong turn, that was um Oh, it wasn't wrong turn. <laughs> it wasn't wrong turn. Uh-huh. It's not wrong there turn. goes the DeLorean. There yeah, goes the DeLorean. You. It's all fueled up. I don't understand the DeLorean jokes. Joyride. Joyride, that's what it was. Oh, candy cane. With Paul Walker. Yep. 
Pretty. And what's the other kid's so name? Uh, 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 Willard. Will, William. Willard. Willard. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the uh, mouse guy or the rat guy from that movie. Oh, that was wit- written by J.J. Abrams. What Joyride? Mm-hmm. My ear hurts. I think it's Alicia's fucking voice being too loud in my <laughs> <Probably>. ear holes. <laughs> Sorry. I had to uncover my left ear. Steve Zan. Oh, right on. Jim Beaver. He was a truck driver? I think so. Sweet. Lily Sobeski. Wait. Isn't it Zahn? I love him. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's pretty great. Strange Wilderness. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do he's love that He's such guy. a genius. I love him. But anyway, now oh, we get off boy. the we're, yeah. we're off the uh, call guys episodes now, and <laughs> we <laughs> talk about <laughs> movies and pop culture. But I was curious whether that was uh, when you were talking about it. Whether that, that was, was that was a good Halloween choice. Thanks. Yeah. So I want to know how you feel, dear listener. If you have something that you want to say, hit us up on our social media platforms, which are located in the show notes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, just. Feel free to search Murd Nerds on all popular social media search engine. So you can Google it. Something like that. If you Google it, I bet something will come up. Ooh. You want to be a Googler? I'm a Googler. I'm a Googler, I Google too. everything. You can comment. You can message, whatever, and we will get back to you as soon as we can. It's usually me. Ashley doesn't pay attention. Oh, if we if you Google it, go ahead and Google it. Go go ahead and Google murder. Yeah, we come up this first thing. It's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. But uh, you can also email us at murdernerds at gmail dot com. I have it set to where it notifies me. Ashley has it set to where it notifies her. <laughs> Ashley's like really impressed by what she's finding on Google. So you go Google too. It's awesome. It's still coming tell me, up. Tell me what you think. Um, if you haven't yet. If you're an Apple or Spotify listener, please go rate and review us. This is the best and easiest way to support the podcast. This helps us gain traction in the charts and get sponsors to like us. And I just decided right now that if you rate and review us, I will email you or I will not email you. I will snail mail you a sticker. Ooh, good call. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, rate rate us on Spotify, do whatever, screenshot it, send it to the Murder Nerds email address with your address, and I will personally email you a sticker. And they're pretty cool. So do that. If you're a fan of Murder Nerds, there's a pretty good chance that you'll like one of the other podcasts in the family of Golden Golden Mojo Entertainment. (laughs) Wow, what a day. Uh, (laughs) And like I said, not because of the content. We all are on different planets in this podcast universe. Mm-hmm. We all cover different things, but it's the energy, the charisma, charisma. the person, the personality. We're all fun, loving people. Mondays are for the call, guys. Tuesdays are for Golden Image Podcasts. Wednesday is the United States of Paranormal. Thursdays are Indiana Chiefs fans. And Friday is Murder Nerds time. Damn. Thank you all for listening and thank you for the continued support. Please be safe this weekend if you're out partying or taking your kids trick or treating. Um, if you've been drinking, call a friend. Call 
call uh, Uber. I know I'll they're kind of expensive. Ashley's going to fucking call me because she's not, not going to do anything on Halloween. I'm going to be at my <laughs> house sober. Call my mom. Call your mom if you got one. Call my mom. Call your mom. Your mom's probably not doing anything for Halloween but sitting in her pajamas. So Pajamas. Pajamas. <laughs> call Jeremy. Jeremy will come pick you up, I bet. He doesn't want anybody drinking and driving. I will. He will. He will. You heard it here first. You're about to say that? Yes. Anyway, eat a banana Laffy Taffy for me and keep it creepy. We love you and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Hey, Merd Nerds. If you're still listening, uh, we just want to let you know to jump in on November because Ashley and I... Remember. Alicia came up with a grand idea, so we're going to do something a little different. Ashley and I are going to do No Murder November, where we only talk about survival cases. So um, November won't be so drab. Right. It'll be it'll be very a little upper among no the, all the downers. So listen <laughs> this November to No Murder November. With Murd Nerds. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>